It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome everyone to our fourth installment of our Karma Astrology and Law of Attraction course at Good Vibe Astrology. Kim, I'm excited to hear what we're covering today. You want to give us an intro? I do. We, we've been talking about telling a different story, and I know this is nothing new, and it's a really powerful Law of Attraction tool, but we've been applying it, well, in last week's homework, applying it specifically to areas of Saturn, and we're looking more at Saturn as where we're the apprentice, where we want to master something that maybe in the past lifetimes we hadn't put much attention there. We hadn't really gone and taken that uh, course or gotten that degree or learned what we could in that area of life. And a lot of people, well, most old texts, and the idea of Saturn is, oh, that's where you're limited. Well, if you don't know anything about the topic, you are a little bit limited. But it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative. It's just saying, this is where I really want to put my focus. Uh, because I've skipped over this. I've, I've dodged this class for a long, long time. And damn it, I'm going to learn chemistry. Or <laughs> I'm going to learn that foreign <laughs> language. Or I'm going to, that's just metaphorical, right? For mm-hmm. what it is. We want to uh, really get right, air quotes around right, right for us. And so our story around Saturn, like, oh, this is so hard for me, or this never works out. We got Saturn in the seventh. Relationships are a grindstone, and I'm pulverized. Whatever our story is, uh, that story is probably not helping us have the full experience and uh, learning the apprenticeship, the gaining gaining more understanding of that area of life, depending on the sign and house placement of Saturn and what, what transits are there, or sorry, what uh, aspects are there. Yeah, transits too, wake it up. So the idea is we're shifting our perspective. Do you remember in the very beginning of this course, I read you that wonderful quote by Isabel Hickey. I've uh, transcribed it onto the, I think it's the first homework in the, in the course. So it's on the, it's on the site. Her, the, the bottom line was astrology isn't for predicting. It's for understanding how to change your perspective, how to be all that you can be. And if you want to change something in your life, if you're experiencing something that is not uh, not a feel good. The only way to make it different is to change your perspective. Jeanette, do you agree with that? That the only way to change something is to change the way that you perceive it. Well, I would, and I think that that's something that most people. That's not how they go about engaging life. Most people want to go change the circumstances of life rather than their perception of it, thinking that once they get it right the right relationship, the right job, the right bank account, the right body, then they'll have an, a positive experience of life. I obviously think that's going about it backwards, that we don't really have any true power unless we are willing to 
engage a different way of seeing things. And when we do that, I think that I think that has big ramifications. Huge. And you know what's the magic in this is that everything can be seen in a different light. Everything. We can show, yep. we can see it differently. And I guess that's the idea of last week's homework was the practice of changing our perspective. If we've been carrying a grudge and have a bit of chip on our shoulder where Saturn sits, um, this is a chance to tell a different story. And some of you have gone on, and I don't know how many of you have done it on your own, but certainly the story shifts that I've read in the comments are just amazing, really inspiring. It's a real difference uh, in... You could ju- it's it's just so literal that you can you can see how the person who is is telling this new story has a whole different life in front of them mm-hmm. than the person telling yep. the old story. So thanks for that because when you put it up there, everybody gets to read it. And I'll tell you what, I've certainly been inspired and excited by uh, what I've been reading and applying it to my own. <laughs> own life <laughs> and the other t- thing I wanted to reiterate in, Jeanette did we find that link I should have emailed about this earlier or found it myself I know there's a link to Dr. Haw- Hawkins the cookie guy um, in well I shared it I know it's in Facebook so I will find it but I thought I'd put it up in the homework and I couldn't I couldn't find it, but um, I'd love everybody to take a look at that because he's got this technique where he uses the metaphor of cookie. Let's say you want to change something, you eat a lot of cookies, and you want to stop eating a lot of cookies. He said you don't try to stop eating cookies. That's not how the quantum physics works because trying to stop doing that thing, just go ahead, Jeanette. What we resist persists. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it just puts more focus on it. And whatever you put focus on, you're going to get more of. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there going, can't eat any more cookies, stop eating those cookies, universe is just going to throw you more cookies, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because all you're doing is cookies, cookies, cookies. So he has this idea, and he does it in such a cute way, uh, of saying you just notice it, non-judgment. I know I talked about this before, but it, it's I think it's just so important. Oh, I want to um, bring it in again. You just notice it. Notice when you're doing doing that, whether it's thinking a thought or having an experience or going for the cookie jar. And you just, it, for him, it's physical. You write it down. You go, okay, cookie, uh, 50 cookies today. Um, next day, 75 cookies. Next day, 25 cookies. And it's not like, ooh, good, ooh, bad. It's just notice it. And he said, this will release your uh, he doesn't use the word addiction, but I get, habit pattern. I don't think he uses that word either. But it will release the process of eating more cookies than you actually want to eat. To me, it's breaking out of a pattern mm-hmm. and and probably an addiction. Anyway, I tried it on something that wasn't cookies. I won't go into detail what it is because I still don't know how to tell that story in a way I want to tell it. But And it was so frustrating for me. I just thought, just... Just notice it. Just notice when you're doing it. I'll tell you what. This was thinking a thought of how something was not the way I wanted it to be. Right now. Oh, and, and having that experience. Oh, this is happening to me. 
And so instead of letting that build up, I just started noticing. I didn't actually write it down. I just went, oh, there it is. There, oh, the, you thought that again. And really that light and that just just noticing. And I'll tell you what, for the first few days, I was noticing that doing it about 100 times a day. That thought, I had no idea how deeply ingrained that thought was. So no wonder I was having a really crap experience around this area of life. And anyway, like still doing it, and it's like a few days later. And I've noticed, what I've noticed now is I'm only saying, there it is, once or twice a day from a hundred times a day. And I'm noticing the opposite happening the opposite i've done nothing i haven't and and people that in this in this situation are doing behaving the opposite of what which is like what i want was the opposite because i wasn't enjoying what they were doing and this was no no therapy no family meeting no (laughs) fights and arguments no conscious way of getting in there into the matrix and twisting the reality around and trying to make it change. I just noticed it. So, so far, wow. 10 out of 10 for that technique. Jeanette, have you tried that technique? No, but you're making me want to. Try it. I want to hear hmm. your experience. Has anybody done that or something similar? Do you Do you know what I'm saying? Has anyone else here seen the... Um, it's a brief, it's like a three minute YouTube where it's a section of a whole lecture that, uh, Dr. Hawkins gives. And he just talks about this idea of just, uh, you just notice it. And for him, it's, you write it down. Might even be more powerful that way. Um, I will, I promise I'll find the link and, uh, put it on the, uh, week, the number four, um, homework page so you can, you can actually get at it. But has anyone seen that or tried it? Janet, did you see it? Oh, Jackie. Jackie's there. Hey. Can you hear me? It's worth Yeah, of course. Congratulations. You got on. Jackie and I had a session, a little um, practice session on Skype to see if we could get her on and because she's been having trouble for, I won't elaborate how long. And it's <laughs> <laughs> on now. So great. I have the other one hasn't okay. worked, but this one's working. Great. Yay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. Does anyone have any questions about their um, about what we discussed last week about Saturn about anything in that's been coming up for them in the course? Do you have uh, do you, does anyone want to talk about uh, their uh, changing that old story and any um, things that came up while doing so? We all good. <laughs> if you if this storytelling is super important. So if you want to, seriously, if you've got anything that kind of held you back or uh, made it uh, challenging to, to switch up a story that you've been telling for a long time, um, just pipe up. That's uh, we'll we'll get to that. But if not, I would like to move on to the nodes. Yay! Yay! Okay, I'll just move right on. Moving right along. Uh, First of all, welcome North Node, transiting North Node into Leo. It just crossed over a few hours ago. And 
we have, I'm going to pop this up here because I did, knowing this change is all coming up very, um, at this time of year, the nodes change about once every year and a half. Um, I'm just opening the link. I've We've got a fairly recent post on the lunar nodes and your future. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, which is chock full of information about the nodes, about the transiting nodes. There is a YouTube video um, and also a one-hour. We did a. Uh-oh, we got an echo here. Okay, I'm just going to mute everybody for a second. If you're dialed in and you are on the chat, but with different PIN numbers, you will get a double, we'll get a double delay. So I'm going to have to mute you. I'm not sure who non-member is, whoever just uh, came on the chat, but uh, you can't be on the chat and dialed in at the same time unless you use the same PIN or um, just go down there to the streaming and pause the streaming on the chat on the chat um so the link is there and most of you are probably pretty familiar with with the notes but let's look at them in terms of the topics of this course in terms of karma does anybody anyone want to put their chart up to look at the notes we're not going to do anything heavy we're just going to talk very lightly about <laughs> how we're going to approach the stories we tell through the notes. Oh, okay, Jody's volunteered. I'm Yay. just going to let's get Jody's chart. I love how fast my internet is. It's like a super highway. <laughs> you are such a good storyteller. <laughs> I'm also looking for Jody's in case I find it before you do. One of those interesting things you'll probably get to. I'm oh, I've got Jody's Karma Course chart. Um, That'll do us. Here we go. Okay, I'm just going to click here. That's going to be the fastest. Okay. Um, now, if anyone is on the call but not in the chat, we're going over to Jody Karma Course chart, and it's in, if you go to charts, and then course examples, you will find her, and there's really only a dozen or two charts there, so it'll only take you a second to find her. Otherwise, just click on the link. Okay, Jody, there you are. Are you dialed in? I am. I am. Hello. Yay. Hi, Jody. Hello. Hello. Okay. This is a this is a great uh, this is a great example. Um, you can see she's got North Node in Sagittarius in the ninth house conjunct Sun, conjunct part of Fortune, and the South Node in Gemini, um, conjunct Saturn. Jody, do you have any thoughts about the, this nodal access for you? Have you put any any? Um, do you have any ideas or stories running around that? It's fine if you don't, but I'm just would like you to uh, weigh in if you do. There's the stuff with Saturn around mentoring and that kind of stuff. I guess um, a lot of my business stuff has fallen into mentoring new and emerging writers and it kind of happened just because that was <laughs> what uh -huh. I was doing. It, it was years before someone pointed out when they um, invited me onto a, uh, a mentoring panel. I'm like, oh, I don't mentor. And they, let, they said, have you actually looked at your business model? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> That's very interesting. How do you feel about mentoring? I really like it, but I feel a bit jacked that no one ever mentored me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's interesting. All right. So, okay, when I look at your north node in Sagittarius, your south node in Gemini, I just this is just going very basic. We're looking at the south node as what, what we already have, what we've already nailed, what we've gotten really good at. Um, what we've done in a past life. And the North Node is something, again, a little bit like that idea of Saturn where we don't have the full experience there and we want to move into that experience. And the very core of the Gemini-Sagittarius dynamic is Gemini is the student and Sagittarius is the teacher. And the feeling I get when I first look at this is that one story that comes up for me is in the past, in a past life, or lives, you were the eternal student, you were researching, you were learning, you were constantly looking for out there in the world the Sagittarian ideal of the the guru, the teacher, the wise one. Because where Sagittarius is, there's this feeling of um, wisdom, the all-knowing, well, the guru. And and where Gemini is, is where we want to learn, we want to find out for ourselves, we want to get our own facts. And what I, the story I see is that you've gotten really good at being the student. And this lifetime is about forming some of your identity, it's conjunct the sun, around you being the teacher, the mentor, the, the uh, one who ha- is the all-knowing, the one who has something to offer the, the, the student. It is a true sign of, of the teacher. That is one one interpretation of that. Uh, you can do it on a super literal level of looking, uh, because this is the third and ninth house as well. So they're in the houses where they basically belong and sit, sit naturally. The south node is about, I mean, the third house is about, well, look at it this way. In, in old school astrology, the third house was short journeys and the ninth house opposite was long journeys. And then we came up with jet travel in this way that we could get anywhere in the world um, in 24 hours. And so how long does a journey have to be to be ninth house uh, came up? And the difference between third house short journeys and ninth house long journeys is Third house journeys are familiar. That's our neighborhood. That's our community. So if you commute to New York once every three months, that's a short journey. You've been there before. You know where you're going. It's your part of your routine. It's part of your your territory. Uh, if you've never been to the suburb, you know, five miles north, that's going to be a ninth house journey because it's a new horizon. You don't know where you're going. You've, it's going to be a fresh experience. And um, it's, for you, it's infinite possibilities because you've never seen it before. So the idea of South Node is that you know all about the familiar. You know all about uh, tracking and, and, and uh, moving within the neighborhood, the community, the the. Uh, circumstances that are familiar and North Node is pulling you towards travel of the mind, body, or spirit going places you have never been before 
does does that ring any bells? Yes. 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 Okay. So the the way we want to use these nodes is to see the south node by house and sign as a place where we've done it. We've got it. We've been there. And it's comfortable for us. It doesn't mean we ignore it because we're looking for balance between this polarity. But it is a polarity. And there, the north node is drawing us. Baby woke up. And the north node is drawing us towards <laughs> a short nap. <laughs> drawing us towards the... Um, the new, ex- the new experience. And there can be um, various degrees of, of resistance. Who has south node conjunct the sun? I kind of think, I'm kind of remembering that Joe does. I'm just going to check. Um, so does anybody, does Mine anybody have south node? It's a wide conjunction. I, is it within 10 degrees? Yes. I keep clicking the wrong thing. Can we look at your chart? Sure. Let's do that. Let me find the link. Oh, Janet, I just said, I'm having the funny audio dropout too. Uh, We're looking at North Node. Well, I'm not sure which your question there refers to. Jody has it conjunct the sun. Now we're looking at the South Node conjunct the sun. Just clicking on it. And Joe, when you listen to this, I'm, I'm thinking that you have it. Or I'm feeling silly if you don't. <laughs> but I'm kind of remembering that. So this will uh, um, weigh in in the comments because um, I want to hear. Oh, yeah, that's totally you. You're, you're there. You're within um, eight and a half degrees or whatever. Now, when the north node is conjunct the sun, you've got this continuity there of the sun being what we're, this urge to shine out in the world, what we're becoming. And the North Node is going, yes, that's right. It's like thinking of these two um, archetypes w- with their arm, one arm around the, the other, striding into the, the new and uh, wondrous uh, life that you're creating for yourself. Now, what happens when the South Node is conjunct the Sun? The South Node, been there, done that, already know that. Uh, what we're striving for is the opposite. Does does anyone have any ideas about that before I launch? Mm-mm. No, I'm curious. Anyone? Okay, so there's a couple ways that we can look at this. We know, in this case, it's the Larry, Aries, Larry's, <laughs> Aries and Libra um, polarity by sign, and it's the second, second and eighth house. And we know that we're looking for balance when we, when we look at the nodes. But we can say in the past life, looking at Libra, looking at the eighth house, one thing we could possibly say is that there was a strong reliance on relationship for identity. Mm. Um, be, waiting to hear what the partner felt before... We decided what we felt, um, waiting to um, get the okay. It's it's strongly people pleasing, and it's it. I think the South Node there has got that down to an art of being sensitive, being the diplomat, being the support, 
um, being, but there's strength there too. It's like the partnership is really important and it's almost needs partnership to understand one's own self. You get your identity from, from partnership. And that is one aspect of sun in Libra. But when it's in the eighth, eighth house, sun seeking individuality is in this area of life where, well, how do, how do I become an individual and maintain these partnerships? And in the South Node, how do I let go of this <clears throat> maybe habit pattern or maybe just super familiarity with being the partner and giving up part of what I my needs are and taking the back, to the back burner, taking it, putting my needs on the back burner, <laughs> acquiescing, <laughs> mix it up my metaphors, um, as opposed to the airy side, which is, and in the second house, is uh, my goals, my money, my drive. This, you know, I developing for you, right? You first, me first. Uh, it's not about the partnership. Yet that opposes the sun, which is saying, I'm a Libra. I'm in the eighth house. Gotta be collaboration, gotta be people, gotta be relationships, gotta be intimacy, it's gotta be involved, or it's not authentic. So, do we see the dilemma there? Mm. And mm. what I think is happening is the South Node is telling us that it's time to find a new way to do Libra, a new way to express relationship. Maybe in the past lives, you you got married and uh, it just became the supportive partner. Maybe you were male, maybe you're female. That doesn't matter. It's the idea of you were a we. You know the we people mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. yeah. And you got you're good at that, and you know what that's like. You've done that, and now it's saying, okay, got to shine in your own right. Not rely on relationship. Doesn't mean you don't have relationships. But they don't define you. And that's a huge one because most of us in relationships, I'm speaking hypothetically, but I'm pretty sure most people (laughs) in relationships do define themselves via, because you always ask, hey, how are you going? Well, we are doing this and he's doing that. And it's like you're getting a whole community unit there. You're not getting the person completely. Um, That's my experience. But the point is, Find a way to connect one-to-one in deep, powerful ways, creating powerful transformation that either defines you in a new way but doesn't lock you into that feeling of I've given up part of who I am to be in this partnership. Jeanette, can you think of any way that you have developed that? Hello, coaching. Yeah. Financial coaching, too. Hey. <laughs> I never saw that before. That's helping cool. other people with their resources, which fuels your own resources <laughs> and identity. It is okay. amazing to me what you can see in a chart. I love it. Well, this is just thank you. <laughs> but but these nodes, um, they're magic. They really show us uh, something quite 
intricate and deeper that we wouldn't necessarily see or be able to understand without really, this is why I like to put the north and south node in the chart. You know, traditionally you get the north mm -hmm. node and, and south, node's, south node is assumed. And to me that's like, well, don't make that disappear because mm. I, I want to see that. I want to get the symbolism. I want to really spot it there, conjunct the sun. Because if that wasn't there, your eye might go over it, and it wouldn't. It well, wouldn't that's pop why when you asked, I wasn't exactly sure where my south node was because I never look at it. So yeah, I get exactly. what you mean. Yeah, I I always punch in uh, both nodes. You, you've got that option in, in almost any astrology mm -hmm. program to include the south node, and I encourage you to do that by transit as well. So, okay, does. Anyone want to look at their chart and tell me, uh, just practice a little story around their north and south node, play with this a bit? We can save it for the homework, but um, while you've got us on the line, now's the chance to do it. Yeah, Kim, I, I'm, it's Janet here. Um, Hi. Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll put my link in the, in the chat. <laughs> I've just got okay. to go back and find my chart. Uh, That's all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. anyway, and, if you want me to post oh. it, Janet, or do you have it? I'm almost there. Done. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, oh. Which do I click? Split second. Um, if, you're <laughs> if you're listening to the call later or if you're dialed in but not in the chat, this is called Janet Karma Chart, and it's under Charts, Course Examples. And again, there's just only a handful of charts in there. So, Okay. Oh, this is interesting because you've got the same axis as Jody, but oh. in different houses. What do you have? Yes. Do you have a story bubbling around this? Well, it's always been. I, I remember when we did the. Um, I can't remember whether it was the the business astro or whether it was um, the chart reading course, but this. I think it was the business astro. It came up as the. The, the Sagittarius Gemini thing, the difference between a sort of pro, pro novo research and uh, literature review, you know, the, uh, creating new stuff or kind of gathering and, and synthesizing mm -hmm. the old. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I still, uh, this is what, how many years later? Two, three, something years later. And I still struggle with this. I still struggle to make it land in my awareness in a way that I can grasp it it fascinates me that it still feels slippery and I wonder if it is because eighth house is of all the houses in my chart eighth is the one I struggle, with, I the struggle with the most oh okay. I just had a weird echo oh cool no, yeah fine. it was temporary yay I think it was temporary because it was so important what you were saying that was the <laughs> that was <the> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's um, not lost on me, Kim. It's not lost on me that um, the North Node transiting is coming up on my Jupiter Pluto conjunction. So it's kind yeah. of like beep 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 beep, <laughs> ding ding, yeah. ding ding ding. Pay attention. Ding, ding. <laughs> it is. It's strong, and it will then trine in the next six months or whatever or less. It will trine and sextile your nodal axis, because the nodes, remember, transit backwards. Right. So they, yes. we ingress into 29 Leo and uh, exit at zero cancer. So it goes in that direction. It's the only... And I'm also... 
because I've been doing a lot of awareness lately and this course in particular has kind of it's come up again and again and again and again is this relationship between Venus and Saturn in my chart and a life of paying attention to Saturn and almost completely ignoring Venus and it's now it's the chickens are coming home to roost um, yeah. so in the last six months as you know Kim I've done a lot of work around kind of flushing out some old stories and changing them radically and and again in the last conversation we had in the homework um, you noted and I hadn't spotted this that my Venus is placed between um, Saturn and Neptune so she's kind of uh-huh. <laughs> I really like your was it preoccupied um, preoccupied so, yeah better than besieged yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah so there seems to be this invitation for me to pay attention to outer planet stuff and the balance between the and and making sure that venus is you know really properly honored and so that connection between venus in scorpio and this stuff going on with eighth house um the the nodes in the eighth and second Uh Uh it seems to be a connection there i'm seeing a I'm seeing a resonance there between that stuff, the nodal stuff, and Venus, and time to Venus in Scorpio, and time to pay attention. Mm. And, and, I, well, and I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. It does make sense, and I think anything in your eighth house uh, will make you, you know, draw you back down to Venus and to Saturn because they're in Scorpio, and it's all it's all connected. Even if it's not aspected, in some way it's all connected. I There's this story about just, I don't know, what, what I think is that you haven't just quite heard or told or discovered your authentic story about what you got really great in the past lifetime and where you're headed in this mm. next lifetime. Um, I mean, this life, <laughs> sorry, but right yeah. now and clarity. <laughs> It just hasn't quite, uh, uh, because it doesn't, it's not slippery once you get get the story. And I'm what I'm thinking about is this, uh, I hope I can remember it properly. Richard Eidemann did a lecture back in the 80s. He was talking about, he was talking about ascendance, okay? But the nodal axis, axis in a way is like another ascendant axis. It puts a very important emphasis on the signs, the polarity of signs going on there. And anyway, he told, he was talking about the Gemini and Sagittarius. So I don't know if this is going to have any meaning for you or Jody or anyone else with the Gemini Sag combo. But um, I think we have a few people here. It might have the reverse as well. um, But anyway, he tells a story. He used to teach astrology in prisons in California, Vacaville or somewhere, I can't quite remember, and he'd run groups, and he had, in one course he taught, it was uh, where Timothy Leary was, and uh, staying, or (laughs) incarcerated, and uh, (laughs) Mr. Leary would come and and, uh, listen to the lectures, (laughs) and, uh, but he'd always leave before, you know, they'd group around and have a little chat, usually afterwards, just like any other little uh, workshop. Uh, but he'd always leave. He'd leave, and they'd never talk to him. And Richard uh, was curious about him, of course, knew his chart, mm-hmm. wanted to meet him, but just thought, well, if it happens, it happens. And 
<clears throat> at one point he got a an invitation to have a chat with him after the after class, the class privately and yeah he he said it was the most, it was so awkward he went in and uh Timothy Leary, who was just very engaging, he just started out with, "Well, what do you know about tarot?" And Richard was like, "Oh, okay, I've studied tarot. I've done the, you know, and he listed out the things that he'd learned and what he and and Timothy just nodded and, and looked a little bit bored, and then he said, "What do you know about uh, fixed stars?" Or, and he said, oh, yeah, the fixed stars. Richard's telling him what he's learned about the fixed stars. And this went on for a while. And then Timothy just stood up and shook his hand and said, well, nice chatting. And and Richard was just shocked. He thought, what just happened here? <laughs> this is not a conversation. Yeah. And he, he was just heading out the door. And then Timothy Leary uh, turns to him and said, do you know anything about necromancy? And... Bingo! Richard got it. Leary's a Sagittarius, right? And he's had all these planets in in Sag. He was the teacher, and what does the teacher need? He needs the Gemini to ask the questions, to be the student, not to know everything, but to teach. And so uh, Richard goes, turns uh-huh. around, and goes, "I don't know anything about necromancy. That's so interesting. I'm I'm really curious." Well. Leary just opens up and he just delivers this whole dissertation on necromancy for for uh, an hour and and uh, then uh, they have this uh, well he did all the talking Richard did all the listening and nodding that's pretty much all he did and uh, <laughs> and and that's how it went and later Richard finds out uh, that uh, Leary told a friend oh that Ottoman he's a great guy great conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because of course he hadn't even said anything but it he that's brilliant the dynamic I love it. this is like a, an extreme dynamic between what sag needs and what gemini needs and you're so good at the gemini you're so good at the south node you've done this mm. so many times the eternal student you know so much that you might be richard not letting sagittarius letting timothy leary Teach you anything to to explore the uh, something that you don't already know. I don't know if that we're talking about subpersonalities inside you, right? But um, yes, yes. This, that's interesting because I, I see myself as somebody who has spent all of my life learning. And uh, Jeanette put a comment in chat which is really interesting to me. She said it's the pull to own your own guru nature is what she keeps seeing in the story, and. That really resonated for me. It's like I've been doing so much Gemini for so long that, and I do the Sagittarius teacher thing really, really well, but I feel awkward about remembering that 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 I do that and about owning it. I don't think I own it particularly well. I do it really well when I'm doing it, but when I'm not doing it, I, you know, I get self doubt and I've. It's almost like I'm pulled back into eternal student mode like what who am I to teach this stuff so it sort of plays on that sense of imposter syndrome and understanding this nodal balance actually suddenly gives me that sense of it's okay because one of my core values is discovery I love learning new Mm, things I'm eternally curious so I can't walk away from that it's not an either or and (laughs) this is such basic nodal stuff it's not an either or it's an and 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 it's about me 
being okay with owning both rather than saying I have to own one or the other. It's okay for me to be the teacher and be the student um, and sometimes at the same time. Mm. Mm. Standing, standing in the middle. And I think when you have such a powerful emphasis on the south node, and now that's in the second house too. This is the reverse of what Jeanette has. Have I got that right? Jeanette, you've got yeah. the north node in the, yeah, in the south and the eighth. And this reversal suggests that there's already been a tremendous development for your own resources and that this this kind of guru identity out there is about either, I know we've talked about collaboration before and I think that does kind of tie in with, with Venus. Mm. But I, I get the feeling that it's about exploring these deeper avenues of, uh, well, merging. And that might be merging with the group that you're in. I think there's a real letting go. It's like you don't need all the facts to lead people into a new horizon. Oh, I like that. I mean, do you really get a lot of reps before, you know, like, get, to take a lot of notes and have a lot of, you know, links? And um, and that's not a bad thing, but, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it might be I, that you you stay reliant in the in the Gemini area to, I don't know, a kind of a let go, I feel it. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say this because I'm currently running a, I mean, we're in the second half of the... Um, an abundance program that I'm running with a group of people. We have a secret Facebook group that where we interact between classes. And right from the beginning, I have, you know, I've, I've been one of the students as well. Like I'm sharing my journey and my practices and what's working. And I, when I fall off the wagon and I, you know, go for a day without doing my affirmations or whatever it might be, I'm open about that because I, I keep thinking we're all in this together and I keep saying we're all in this together. That It is not – I've done classes in the past where it's been very much, a, you know, I'm, I'm the leader and I know what I'm doing and um, everyone else kind of follows along. And I, I, that's not a bad thing either. Um, that works really well for somebody who's very – who's got a different energy. But for this particular program, it felt right – to do it that way and I do not I have like I've got some very scrappy handwritten pages of notes around how I wanted to structure it but within that it's been like the the notes the structure ideas really it was it's an eight-week program and the idea was to do all the teaching up front and make it mostly an accountability program and but then of course as people have asked questions there's been more stuff to teach and that's been very much kind of fly by the seat of my pants, which is really new for me because I do do pages and pages and pages of notes. In fact, I've yeah, been to write notes. the whole script, yeah. And I'm loving yeah, it. It's scary, but I'm loving it. Spontaneity. Sagittarius is very much about being spontaneous, shooting from yeah. the hip, <clears throat> and and not being too worried if, they, you know, if the shot goes wide or is dead yeah. on. doesn't matter. Um, it's the energy awesome. of spontaneity, the energy of adventure. 
Yes. Because you don't discover anything new. You don't discover anything new if you already have it all laid out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is really. Am I able to add something in? Yeah, please do. Please do, because you got. Yeah, go. (laughs) I'm just thinking, Janet, years and years and years ago, I started to be invited to write nonfiction columns and articles and it was like oh who am I to write any of this like I don't have a university degree I've dropped out twice I've never finished anything since I finished high school so and then I came across the root of expert so the root um, traditional meaning of expert means to have traveled the journey to have Mm. life experience so it means that while we keep living we are the eternal student but we can also teach from that experience of having lived a life. That makes a lot of sense. I love that, Jody. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. awesome. That's good. The other thing you, you can do with the nodes is look at the rulers and see what's happening with them. In your case, Janet, Mercury uh, rules your south node. Mercury's in Libra and, and intercepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conjunct, okay, and conjunct Mars. And uh, the North Node, of course, is ruled by Jupiter, which is conjunct Pluto. (coughs) And And you are transited. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I I believe that there's going to be a a strong emphasis on your North Node journey because your North Node ruler is getting the the transit and... um, and the follow-up of that, of course, will be the trine to, yeah. to the north node. Realize, you guys, that with transits to the nodes, you always get, uh, both nodes are always activated, but in different ways. Like one might be trine, the other sextile. They might both be square, one conjunct, one opposite. You, It's very interesting to kind of feel out the meaning of the, um, uh, of the aspects in this case, because the nodes themselves transiting, you're getting a polarity, Aquarius and, and uh, Leo and Aquarius, and whatever, wherever your nodes are, you're getting that polarity in a very literal way. So next week on the Align with the Stars, we're going to talk all about the uh, North Node into Leo, South Node into Ooh. Aquarius. So that'll be fun for you guys to jump on if you want. Uh, we're just going to be running through, you know, the houses and what it might mean for people by transit but yeah you can play with the nose and i do uh, the feeling i get is that mercury because mercury's intercepted in the sixth the pattern of thinking and the the which is not a bad thing at all but just the way the the ingrained way of the eternal student and having all the facts and being um it, it just feels like it's been, it's even de- it's even more enmeshed, mm. if that makes sense. It feels yeah, it like does. it's in there, and it's and it's conjunct Mars, and whatever Mars touches, it, it, it heats up. Mars heats things up. It's square the Moon, so you get um, ten degrees off square of the Moon. You get a. I'm just getting a, pa- a strong pattern to it. So this is a perfect opportunity. Did you ever, uh, did you watch that little short 
video that Jeanette had going on Facebook with uh, Dr. Hawkins and the cookies? Yeah, yeah. This could be oh. a really interesting experience if, when, if you just notice that, oh, there's my South Node. Maybe you're making mm-hmm. reams and notes, you know, mm-hmm. the night before a course or something. Oh, there it is. Just note, just yeah. notice it. And also, yeah. and when you, you know, I don't know. I certainly had, am having, uh, really awesome success with that, <clears throat> with that technique. Mm. This is fabulous. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate oh, it. That's great. That's oh, great. So, Fred just said, um, "Oh, do we have to get Jeanette? What's happening? What do I do next?" Uh, <laughs> Kelly had a Kelly had a question about having us take a look at her chart. I put a link in there, and Fred says I have the same. Oh, in the third and eleventh house, the yep. same Sagittarius Gemini. Oh, in, you're right, Kim. We got a lot of that going on. <laughs> okay, okay, it can't be in the third and eleventh unless I'm reading that wrong because they've got to be in opposite houses. But let's go. Let's just look at Kelly. We'll look yep. at both these charts. <coughs> sorry, Fred, you get a link. Well, Fred's on there. the phone, but no, Kelly's I'm only sorry. in chat, so yes, it might be easier to Bad typing. Um, what, Jeanette? What am I doing? Uh, Kelly's not in chat room, or only in chat room, not on the phone, so a dialogue there isn't really possible on her chart. Oh, yes, oh, okay. the, the 5th and 11th. It was yes. bad typing. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> um. All right, we'll just look at Fred's first, and then we'll look at, but I will, Kelly, if you want to type in your question, maybe you already have, but just clarify uh, what you're talking about there, um, we'll go to that. She's got the 5th and the 11th activated as well. Um, But we'll just, Fred, do we have your link? I've got too many windows up at the moment. (laughs) That's what I was just thinking on my computer. I just out there in the uh, Okay, look, while you find it, I'm just going to talk to Kelly about her her question, which is... Oh, okay. So she's just saying nothing specific. Kelly, if you've got something specific or something you feel about this, type it in now. Um, But I will talk about the 5th and the 11th dynamic, which is uh, coming up here for Fred and uh, whether it's this way or reversed. I have... South node in the 11th, uh, north node in the 5th. Very simply, where the south node is, again, we've been there, done that. And in the 5th, we're talking about our distinct individuality in terms of creative self-expression. Okay, I I know what it's like to be, I'm being you, right? I'm talking about your south node. I'm channeling. (laughs) I know what it's like to be special. I know what it's like to be on stage and have the accolades of my creative work specifically for me. And I know what it's like to gain my identity from that, uh, that, that creative outpouring. This does not mean that you don't be creative at all. It just means that you've got that nailed. You know how to do that. It's in Pisces. So there is this feeling of tapping into the collective, knowing what the collective wants and being able to bring that to life. So it's the, it's the fisherman out in the boat who casts his net and catches the melison, catches the 
the the mermaid and brings up the treasures from the deep. So you paint the picture, do the dance, or score the music, or whatever it is, write the book, that the rest of us read and go, oh, that's, that's it's the zeitgeist for that moment. You know how to do that. You've done that. Where you're being drawn, where where the new horizon is, is in the collective of <coughs> sorry group collaborations of working with the one to many merging your identity with others like-minded others and exploring what it's like to be in the group can anyone look at this chart and see what might happen for Kelly when she does go in a group can anyone glance at what planets are there and just get a, a hit of what happens when she enters that house? Just a key word or two. Does anybody have a... Seems like a lot of action to me. It wouldn't be a There's subtle a lot of experience. Action. It would not be a subtle experience. It would be shock, surprise, power, mm. um, maybe like death, not literally so much, as, but it feels like it. Um, it might be very confronting. She gets Uranus and Pluto. You know, she gets some powerful stuff going on in here. Mm. There could be a little bit of avoidance of going into that house because of the magnitude of what happens there. There's a whole little mini culture of people with Uranus and Pluto conjunct and or um, Uranus and Pluto so close that they actually do fall into She's just moving into where that conjunction is, but it was conjunct in um, Virgo and falling into the same house. And I think that we tend to, my throat's about to bail on me, where, <clears throat> where we find this kind of intensity, we might project an enormous amount of energy and power and uh, it feels disruptive and it's transformational and it's confronting into that area of life. So we might kind of be walking on eggshells in that area of life. It may not be easy to, 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 uh, to slip into, but the North Node said, this is where the gold is. <laughs> find a way to get in here and it's find your power where your Pluto is in your chart. This is where you're going to find your power. Right, the sun too, but very much where Pluto is, um, where Uranus is, you find your solid will and sense of autonomy. Groups are are amazing for you, uh, Kelly. The like-minded others, absolutely uh, powerful, transformational experiences, and it can be, you know, you can be timid about that at first because so much happens. You know, when you when you join a club, it's like this could be your your um, book club down in the neighborhood, whatever. And oh my God, the building catches fire. <laughs> the, you know, the, some big things happen, right? That's a metaphor. Um, but big things happen when you when you join in. But the North Node is pulling you there. Saying, out of are we losing Kim or is it, are we losing me? Uh, you're still here. I think <laughs> I'm still here gone away that might be that might be our cue that we I, I think it is the top of the hour shoot fred i wanted to take a quick look at your chart too maybe kim will dial back in and rejoin us or maybe her maybe hers is out well i guess a lot of that applies from the the fifth and eleventh house yes. dynamic yeah. so yeah i won't try to 
elaborate on what Kim shared because, Kelly, I just got to say that feels pretty exciting. I could see how it might be an overwhelming experience and thus one that maybe we didn't welcome if we weren't comfortable with that sort of bigness happening around it. But, wow, how exciting to explore. So, um, yeah, let's finish this conversation in the forum. Hopefully, Kim will end the recording for us since she's running our dashboard today, and we'll continue our discussion over in the comments. Sorry, guys. Hello? Are, are you all still here? I'm just going to look at Fred's chart and put it on here so he can listen to it. And you can all get his because he was dialed in and he missed out. And I'm really curious about this, and I want to add it to the recording so it's part of this experience. I'll edit out the gap. Okay, so what we have here is the reverse of what we just talked about for Kelly. We've got the south node in the 11th and the north node in the 5th, the same as what I have in Cancer and Capricorn. So south node in the 11th says, We've already got the group friendship thing going, and we're probably really good at letting friends help us, letting friends do things for us, relying maybe now too much on friendships and the like-minded others, and resisting or perhaps just not yet experiencing striking out on our own, being unique, being the individual, finding the individual creativity, and with Saturn conjunct there, this is where the gold lies. This is where the experience is, is to get um, to explore and to learn and become the master of your own creative self-expression. And uh, in Gemini and Sagittarius, as we discussed with Jody and, and Janet's charts, we're looking at it's time to let go of all the study of being uh, the, the eternal student and explore new horizons. And like we said, be your own guru, be your own identity when it comes to your own master, when it comes to creative self-expression in whatever form that is for you. So this is very interesting. The, the, the past life, the past story is we'll let George do it. We'll let other people do it and help us and support us. Uh, and now we have to do it on our own. And it's an interesting um, it's an interesting shift between these two energies. With Saturn there, again, uh, this finding ways of developing and expressing that fifth house, that and and gaining more of our identity from the fifth house than from the eleventh. So I hope that makes sense. I'm gonna edit this call so that we have um, no big gaps in the middle and you can get this end bit. Thanks, everyone, for being there, and uh, we're going to see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our fourth call on karma, astrology, and law of attraction. Looking forward to playing with you again for our next call, but do feel free to join us for our Line with the Stars call next week. It's an hour earlier than we met up together today. So make a note of that. And in the meantime, have a great week, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you. Bye. 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 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.